Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Now, man, I can't even get started on how pumped I am for this episode and for this week's guest expert, because it is the first time in a long time that we've got a guest expert who is actually a current alumni member with BU Coaching. So, this amazing woman is someone I've had the privilege of knowing for the last few years, and the change I have seen her go through in her emotional and mental well-being, in her body image, in her self-esteem and self-confidence is second to none. She's an absolute inspiration. So I took her through our initial six months confidence and purpose coaching program. She then graduated that and became an alumni member to continue her personal development and her journey. And since then, she's become a living, breathing example of why we do what we do at BU Coaching. She has directly contributed to our vision of positively impacting a trillion lives by not only improving her life, but by then taking what she's learned and applying it to other people to help other people live a better life, specifically in this case to help women learn to love themselves better, have a better relationship with exercise and food, and most importantly, a better, more loving, more mindful, more compassionate relationship with themselves and their body. And that amazing woman is none other than Tani Hancock, who is a wellness coach for women at W Tribe, which is an incredible, incredible women's wellness center based in Tuggerer in the Central Coast. We are very proud to be vision partners with W Tribe, and we are very, very lucky to be able to bring our style of coaching and emotional intelligence and well-being training to all of their amazing members, not only directly through our workshops and through developing online content for them, but indirectly as well by teaching it to some of their leaders such as Tani. So I can't even begin to explain how lucky we are to have Tani on the show today and how much value she's going to bring. If you're someone who struggles with body image, if you struggle with self-esteem, if you struggle with a difficult relationship with food and exercise, make sure you tune into this podcast. This is one to listen to because Tani's story will have you in tears and it will have you laughing and it will uplift and inspire you and empower you like nothing else. So with that said, let's get the amazing Tani Hancock on the show. Hello, Tani. Hey, Declan. How you doing? Not too bad. Thank you. How are you? I'm so excited. I just recorded the intro for this episode and told all of our listeners a little bit of uh, how you and I know each other and why I'm shocked that it's taken us this long to get you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm a little bit shocked too, but at least we're here now. <laughs> we made it in the end. We've been running the podcast now for what, nearly a year and we've got you on. Before before the first year's over, we've got you on. Awesome. I'm excited. How are you feeling overall coming into this? Um, honestly, I am feeling a little bit nervous. Um, definitely excited. I think the nerves just come from wanting to share my story in a way that helps other people. So I get nervous about not um, saying everything I feel that I want to say, Um, but I think it'll still be great. Definitely. I've got so much uh, confidence in positive impact. Obviously, I've been lucky enough to be a part of that journey with you over the last couple of years, but also to see you share that story. Uh, at our Empowered Mind, Empowered Body Day. And 
I know for a fact that, yeah, when you share your story and you talk openly, it changes lives. So I'm really grateful for you coming onto the show today to spread that positive impact to our listeners. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> Perfect. So how about we, uh, look, I'd love to just hand across to you and give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to our listeners and basically tell them a bit, bit of your story in terms of coming to terms with self-love and, and health in more than just physical health. Um, because, yeah, I think your story is incredible and it starts, what, maybe a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a few years ago, um, I found myself in a pretty dark place um, and I probably found myself there or definitely found myself there um, after living the majority of my teenage life uh, with really poor body image, um, low self-esteem, just a lack of self-worth and self-confidence, which ultimately led me to some pretty limiting beliefs. And um, where I was a few years ago, this dark place, I was partying a lot. Um, I was living out of home with some people that I was friends with at the time. And I was just really lacking any passion or purpose or drive. Um, I disliked myself a lot. I wasn't very happy um, and I was still struggling with these body image issues that I'd been struggling with for years and years since I was about 10 years old. Um, and those body image issues, though it started with just, disliking my body because I was larger than my friends and larger than the people in magazines and all of the media, uh, it very quickly transferred into other areas of my life. Um, so yeah, lacking pa passion and purpose and feeling uninspired and unmotivated. And this led to not only a party lifestyle where I was trying to numb these thoughts and uh, get away from these thoughts and feelings. But I was also struggling with an eating disorder in secret, <laughs> something that I had been struggling with since high school. Um, and so I was on this path of restricting and binging and then purging my food um, so as you can imagine, this is all a lot happening for a, I think I was 21 mm. at the time. Um, and I remember waking up one day after a not particularly different night. As I said, I'd been partying quite a lot. It had been a big night as had the last 12 months, every weekend of those 12 months. Um, and I just remember waking up and going, there has to be more to life than this. There has to be more to life than just feeling crappy about myself, hating what I'm seeing in the mirror, disliking pretty much all parts of myself. Um, so I made a decision then to go home um, and try and get help. At this stage, I had no idea how I was going to 
get help or who from, but I made that decision that something needed to change and that I didn't want my life to be that way anymore. So I called my mum and I said, I need to come home. And of course, my mum and my dad were amazing and um, helped me get all of my stuff home straight away. Uh, And then I needed to work on the next step, which was reaching out to someone that could help me start to build myself up again and start to improve my relationship with myself again because though I needed to put in the work, I needed someone that could give me knowledge and help me with how I was going to get through that. Um, And that's where you come in. (laughs) So I had heard you speak um, about six months prior to this. And at the time I wasn't really ready to make a change within myself Um, but I definitely did listen and things really resonated with me so I remembered you and I reached out sent you a message and said hey I need help can you help me Um, pretty sure it was something exactly along those lines and it was then that we started doing coaching Um, And yeah, that was about two years ago. So from that point, I started to work through things to start to build myself up again, Um, not just the body image stuff, but other stuff in my life as well. Um, And I really started to make a change in my life and kept choosing every single day to improve my relationship with myself because I wanted it so bad and I knew that if I worked for it that I could change my perception of myself and of my life and start to live a life that I was really excited about um, and start to love my body. So we started coaching and that was going great. I started making a lot of progress really quickly because I was so invested in it. Um, At a couple months after that, I met a woman who is now my boss, Sarah Wills. I went to one of her workshops where we delved into some mindfulness. We did a couple different topics um, and that along with the coaching I was doing with you and finding women that were on the same journey and that had been through similar things but that were choosing self-love and choosing self-improvement and personal development, all of that wrapped up together really helped me on my journey. Um, And I found myself genuinely starting to love my body and seeing it as beautiful, which is something that I hadn't seen for years and years. I started to overcome my disordered eating. Um, I found my passion for helping women through sharing my own story. Um, And I really just started to thrive because that's what I chose. That's what I decided that I wanted. And I found ways to make that happen. Um, So... Fast forward to now, I am still working every day um, 
to improve my relationship with myself and to be the best version of myself that I can be. Um, but I am now a coach at a women's center, women's wellness center called W Tribe, uh, and that is the business that Sarah Wills created. But we have built up this center together where we help other women um, start to love themselves and start to see themselves in a different light. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's a bit of my story. Health and fitness comes into it a little bit as well. Um, But, yeah. Mm. And I love, can I just say, like, something that stands out so much in your story is the power of surrounding ourselves with the right people, be it in the forms both of mentors or coaches or, you know, guides, but also in the forms of our tribe and our community. Um, Can you tell me a bit more about that and what sort of impact the people around you have had, both in terms of support and in tribe, but also as mentors and leaders and why that matters so much um, for someone who is at that tipping point of going, yep, something has to change. Surely there's more to life than, than hating myself every day. Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember it was very early on in our, one of our coaching sessions and you said a quote that we are the sum of the five people that we yeah. spend the most time with. And I think that really resonated with me because when I was in my party stage of life, I was hanging around with a lot of people that weren't bad people, but they were uninspired and unmotivated and all the things that I was talking about how I felt before. And it was so easy to adopt all of those things because that's what I was surrounded by. And then when I made the decision to change my life and build myself up again, I knew that I needed people that were on that journey. So coming across you, someone that was, already doing all of this stuff and believed wholeheartedly in themselves and in other people that really is something that I guess I adopted those philosophies and I felt like because I was surrounded by that all of that uplifting stuff from you it allowed me to believe that this way of life was something that I could live as well. Um, And then I met Sarah and then I became a part of Tribe. And when you're constantly surrounded by positivity and people that are learning to love themselves and are choosing mindfulness and you really immerse yourself in that and – I guess it's it's kind of like building a muscle. The more that you feed that mm. muscle, the more mm. that it grows. So if I was to continue to feed myself with negativity and continue to s- spend time with people that probably weren't the type of people I needed to be around, then that's what was going to grow. But being around people that are doing or trying to do what it was that I wanted, that helped me to grow because I was surrounded by Mm. it all the time. Yeah, I think there's so much to be said about like happiness 
is contagious, right? At well-being is contagious, self-love is contagious, but so is obviously stress and procrastination and overwhelm. And you're right in saying that we're the average of the people, five people we spend the most of our time with, it does have a massive influence on how we feel about ourselves and our life. When you're starting to find those people, I imagine one of the big scary moments is actually reaching out to them and, and contacting them and asking for help. I think we live in such a society that says, you know, all those common phrases like if you want something right, do it yourself or it's weak to ask for help. And we know, for, you know that that's rubbish. We know that that is one of the worst ways to go about making change, but it still does create that little bit of resistance in us. Did you have that come up in the early stages of making change? If I'm being completely honest, I probably did, but I wanted it so bad that I knew that I needed to reach out. So because I was so invested in it, I just decided, you know what, I need to have courage to reach out to people because I know that I can't do this on my own. I know that I need help Mm. with this. And if I don't reach out, I'm just going to stay stuck here. And I really didn't want to be stuck here, but I, I do see that from so many people, um, this idea around we can't ask for help, um, which is ridiculous because there's so many people who are out there willing to help mm. us. Um, but, yeah, I think for me at that time I needed it so bad and I wanted it so bad that I just – kind of bit the bullet and I guess before sending a message to you and Sarah as well I probably thought oh should I be doing this but I just went for it um but in saying that there was a really long period of time in my life where I was struggling where I didn't ask for help so I guess I just got to that point where it wasn't an option not to anymore and I was saying in the um the intro and I was sort of introducing you to our listeners that I think you're one of the most prime examples we have in the BU community of someone who is actively helping us towards our vision of positively impacting a trillion lives because by you working on your own well-being and your own self-love and overcoming the difficult relationship you have with yourself and your body and, and with food, you've A, changed your life, but you're now, as you said, found your passion and purpose in helping other women do the same and you've been able to go into a a career path that facilitates that so you're spreading that ripple effect to positive change which is incredibly beautiful um what i'd love to know from your perspective what are some of the common things that you see holding women back these days from loving who they are and from loving and accepting their bodies as well oh wow um Yeah, definitely there's a few things. So definitely come across just a lot of women that are lacking so much self-confidence and self-worth because they've spent years and years and years telling themselves these negative and unconstructive things about themselves. So their self-talk is so loud that they don't really know any other way um and I think something for me and I think other women deal with it as well is I I believed for a long time that that was yeah that that's actually how people just thought about themselves you know you 
tons of women have body image issues. I, I thought it was the norm. So I think other women think it's the norm and that that's the way that they're supposed mm-hmm. to live their lives, that that's just a part of life, um, which is really scary to think about. But it's about teaching women that that, that there is actually another yeah. way of life. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think that's something that holds them back, this idea that, hey, this is just kind mm. of how it is. Um, I think, as you said before, women are scared to reach out for help um, because they fear that people will judge them or that they'll feel like failures or that, they're not coping. Um, so I think that becomes a huge issue for people as well. Um, and again, back to the conversation about who you spend mm. time with. For women, they don't know where to reach out for that help or who to surround themselves with. Um, so I think that also can be a bit of a barrier. Um, I'm just trying to have a little bit of a thing. So I know one that you and I have spoken about before because, yeah, they're all absolutely amazing. I think you've hit the nail on the head with them. And I know one that you and I have had a talk about before. I think you spoke about it at the uh, Empowered Mind, Empowered Body Days, this idea of comparison as well, like comparing ourselves and our bodies either to this idealistic view of what we think we're meant to look like or to our past and how our bodies used to look like or to complete other bodies, like other people's bodies on social media. Um, Tell me more about that. Yes, definitely. Um, Thank you for bringing that up. That is a huge one that I see, especially now with social media. We are constantly bombarded with other people, how their bodies look, how their lives look, and it's so easy to get stuck in this Thought, these thought patterns of, oh, I don't look like that, which means that I'm mm. not good enough. Um, and we constantly compare ourselves to people's highlight reels. And it's a really, really awful mindset to be in. Um, for me, I really struggled with that. And I think a lot of women do because, as I said, it is constantly thrown out in our faces um the good thing is we can choose what we look at Mm. to some extent especially when it comes to social media um i when i was starting to learn to love myself i actually deleted so many people of social media because it made me feel really crappy about myself and it really fueled those thoughts that I needed to be better or that I wasn't good enough or that I should have been dieting or doing something excessive. So I got rid of them because I didn't need to see bodies on social media that were going to make me feel crappy about myself. And in turn, I started to follow people that actually inspired me and made me feel good about myself and people that didn't look like fitness models and stuff like that. So people, I guess, I related to a little bit more. Um, And I think 
a lot of people could benefit from doing that as well. Uh, definitely the big one, one of the ones that you just said is not just the comparison to other people, but the comparison to yourself. I think I see that a lot in our tribe is women that come in and they say, I want my pre-baby body back or I want to look like I did when I was 21. And looking back, we can see these photos of ourselves and go, oh, wow, I looked amazing. But what I usually ask is, how did you feel at Mm. that time? Because I know when I look back at photos of myself, I go, yeah, I was much smaller, but I wasn't happy. It never helped me. It never benefited my relationship with myself or my self-perception. I was smaller, but in my head, I still believed that I wasn't good enough. And I think, yeah, we do that comparison to our old selves, but at the end of the day, we've still felt the same at either part of our body. But comparison is a huge issue um probably one of the biggest ones in not loving ourselves yeah definitely and um i love that idea that you said you know looking back and going did were you actually any happier even as you were saying that i was thinking back to you know some of the older photos i've seen of myself and they're like oh man like you know i should get back in shape and get looking like that again but i but then if you, when you put it that way, I'm like, hang on. But at that time, I didn't appreciate it. I wasn't happy with it and it still wasn't good enough. And I still thought I was fat. So, you know, realistically, if we're looking at the scorecard, I'm happy with who I am now and I'm confident. Is that not a better win? Um, so that's so powerful. And let me ask you, because I, I know for a fact there'll be people listening to this episode who are like, my God, this girl is speaking directly to me. Like, this is like, she's speaking to my heart. This is where I'm at. I'm at the point where I do struggle with, you know, body image or low self-esteem and self-confidence or low self-worth, but I've got no idea where to start. Like such a massive and overwhelming topic that it's becomes almost scary to take on. What would you say are like, some of the three smallest like baby step tips that you can give people for them to start their journey of self-love. And I want to highlight for our listeners that it is a journey. I love Tani that you said that you still work on that every day. Like it's not like a destination where you reach there and go, Oh, awesome. I feel confident about myself. I'm done for life. Um, no more effort required. Um, so it is a journey. What would you say are people's first couple of steps on that journey? I think the first step, and I say this a lot to the women in our tribe, and I think I said it at the EMEB day as well, um, but it's making Mm. the choice. It's sitting with yourself and asking yourself, am I okay to continue living my life like this? Am I happy to continue talking to myself the way that I do? And am I happy to continue to dislike myself? If the answer is yes, then by all means, continue to do that. But if the answer is no, then it's up to you to make that choice and say, no, I deserve Mm. more than this. And I'm going to start to work towards making that change. Um, I think when you realise that you have 
a choice in the matter and that you actually can start to control how you perceive yourself, that's a really, really powerful mm. thing. Um, and I, I think people give their power away by just saying this is just how it is. Um, so choice is definitely the biggest one. Make a choice. Decide that you are going to start to love yourself and then you can begin the journey. Um, number two, I think another big one would be to catch yourself talk. Um, a lot of us, we have self, we all have self talk. Um, but a lot of us have some unconstructive self-talk and it's usually around our body image or just how we perceive ourselves. If you can't catch this, then you get stuck in those patterns of still believing the same limiting thoughts. But if you can start to recognise how you talk to yourself and about yourself then you can start to challenge it and change the way that you talk to yourself so for example some unconstructive self-talk that I used to have was around being fat so I could stand in front of the mirror and go gosh you are so disgusting and so fat and I'm sure some people listening to this can relate to that and it's a really crappy feeling but I used to fuel that self-talk and continue it now what I do is I catch that self-talk I hear it and I say that's not true and I don't believe it there's lots of different ways that you can challenge your self-talk but I think having an awareness of the mm. fact that it's there and again making that choice of am I going to challenge it to try and change it or am I going to just let it continue to get louder and louder um and that can be a little bit confronting but it's probably the biggest thing that's helped me is being able to control and challenge that self-talk and instead of letting the unconstructive get louder and louder I build up that constructive self-talk that tells me that I am enough and that I am beautiful and worthy and the more that I've done that, the louder it's gotten. And now the unconstructive self-talk doesn't really get any airtime in my mm. mind anymore. But that is a process and it doesn't just happen overnight. And at the start, you might even think, oh, this sounds a little bit fake. I don't really believe that I'm beautiful at this stage. But the more you catch it and challenge it, the easier it gets. Um and the more you start to believe those good things about yourself. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think there's such a, such powerful points for people as well. I think you, you're spot on when you say like just building that awareness first is so important. Like awareness is really the first step to change. Um, but I love that idea as well that you said of just making the choice and going, I'm worth, I'm, I deserve more than this. I deserve better than this for myself. Um, really powerful. Did you have a third one that you wanted to share with us? 
Um, I think the third one would be going back to that comparison. Uh, what's the saying? Comparison is the thief yeah. of joy. Um, and as we were talking about before, it definitely is. And if you continue to compare yourself to people, you just aren't going to feel very good. So I think it's it's really important to, like I said before, delete people off Instagram that make you feel crappy. Um, stop spending time with people that constantly talk about weight loss and their bodies and um, the things that they don't like mm. about themselves. Yes, that might be hard if they're really close to you, but even if you say, hey, I just don't want to, talk about this stuff anymore because the more you surround yourself with people that are also comparing themselves yeah. to others the more that you're gonna believe those things as well um so yeah I think it just comes down to not comparing yourself to people but also surrounding yourself with and filling yourself with things mm-hmm. that lift you up um in saying that, that kind of goes hand in hand with also so inspiring Instagram pages because I know we all spend a lot of time on Instagram. Um, it might be coaches. So this is actually going off comparison a little bit. Um, yeah. Leading into something else now. Um, but <laughs> surrounding yourself with positive people, I guess. Um, yeah, coaches, listening to podcasts, filling yourself up with really uplifting stuff that helps you with changing that self-talk that helps you with making that choice every single day um yeah that's yeah. A, it's such a powerful thing to do and speaking of connecting with uh with positive and uplifting people and uh following them and getting support from them i know for a fact that some of our listeners will be listening going i really want to get in touch with this girl and i want to keep a track on what she's doing and maybe even come visit uh w tribe where would they be best be able to get in touch with you or to, to connect with you after this? So my Instagram is definitely the best way to contact me. Um, just slide into my <laughs> DMs, you know. Um, <laughs> so my Instagram is tiny.wtribe. Um, that's where I try to post as much of my content as I can to help other women. And um, it's definitely the best way to contact me. And I can also take messages about W Tribe uh, or just about how to start on this journey. Um, But yeah, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, I think it is also tiny.wtribe but I don't use that as much so probably gotcha and for all of our listeners I highly highly recommend you follow Tiny she puts up some amazing things not only on Instagram but on the stories in Instagram as well Um, I'm a huge huge believer in what you're doing and I said at the start I'm very grateful and honoured for BU to be vision partners with WTribe and with you guys this year and be making a positive impact together And I think this uh, podcast is just yet another way for us to be doing that and spreading that ripple effect of positive change. So once again, thank you so, so much for volunteering your time and sharing your story and knowledge with all of us today. Um, I really appreciate it. I know it has made a difference. So thank you. Thank you so much, Declan. It's 
amazing to be able to do stuff like this um, and be able to share with people my story and help them on their own journeys. It's what I'm super, super passionate about and it's even better that I get to Amazing. <laughs> well, hey, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and, uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Awesome. Okay, Thanks, Jeff. See ya. What an amazing, amazing woman. I'm so, so grateful that Tani came onto the show today to share her story and some of her knowledge and expertise. As always, if this was an episode that really resonated with you, if it hit home, if it made an impact, please do let us know. Uh, We do this to make an impact to a trillion lives, something we cannot do alone without your help. And the best way you can help us do that is by leaving a review of the podcast, by favoring it on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Anchor, by um, sharing the podcast episode, screenshot it, put it up on your Instagram stories. And if you do, make sure you tag, in this case, both myself, uh, Declan Edwards underscore BU, and Tani as well, so that both of us can thank you for helping us impact more and more lives. As always, if you have any questions or if you'd like to reach out and ask for some more specific help, you can email us at grow at bucoaching.org. We are now very proud to be offering complimentary connection calls where you will get the chance to talk to one of our trained confidence and purpose coaches where they can help answer any questions you have about today's topic. So if you are someone who struggles with body image, low self-esteem, low self-worth, and you want some more one-on-one help and support that is proven, practical, proactive, and most importantly, fun, then make sure you send an email to grow at bucoaching.org or you check out the website www.bucoaching.org and you grab one of those complimentary connection calls with one of our team. Other than that, you know how we wrap these bad boys up. From the bottom of my heart all the way out to yours, be empowered, be exceptional, and be you. I'll talk to you next time.